0: Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of Ran Yogi Diaries. This is your host, Santosh Shiva. Every week, I bring you conversations with people who are on a journey. Journey of well-being and fitness through endurance sports. I hope they spark some possibility in you, leave you with some tips, and perhaps inspire you to perspire. In the house today, someone I had the pleasure of speaking last year in the podcast, At that point, we explored his journey of being a non-swimmer and then going on to conquer the world of triathlons. He went on to complete Ultraman, which is the next level to triathlons, Ironman. And this year, he pivoted into the world of ultras. Having completed his first 100 miler, which he dedicated to raising funds for the second wave of covid that hit india his journey is always fascinating we explore what's behind his desire to push limits how does he come up with these fascinating adventures that keep him going let's welcome manmad reba all right hey manmad welcome back to run yogi diaries
1: Hi, Santosh. Thank you for inviting me again to your podcast. It's always a pleasure talking to you and actually having a nice conversation with you.
0: (laughs) Good to have the Ultraman back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. So, hey, you know, I thought it would be great to catch up. Um, Last time we spoke, it was pre-pandemic. The world was a different place and a lot has changed. Yes. And, um, you know you've been up to you know we all dealt with pandemic in a different way and you obviously have been still active you, you didn't give up on being an endurance athlete so let's kind of spend jump into that right so before that maybe uh, i'll let you kind of do a quick personal introduction where you do, where you live what you do and then we'll okay. get into
1: the topic sounds good uh as you said my name is manmath uh i'm into endurance sport uh i'm like a ultra endurance athlete in terms of I do ultraman triathlons. I did four of them so far, and now I'm getting into ultra running. Uh, that's my passions, passionate side, and uh, as a profession, like I'm a architect, project architect, and a project manager for uh, San Diego Airport. And I live currently. I live in San San Diego, but I'm originally from Hyderabad, i mean from India. So that's a brief, yep. and I'm like a regular person, like any other person yeah that's all about
0: yeah me. <laughs> anything with ultra will attract you
1: <laughs>
0: you you want to get manmad's attention just put ultra in front
1: <laughs> yeah that's, uh...
0: and he's he's going to be there for you yeah all right that's awesome
1: so yeah so
0: you know uh-huh. uh pandemic right uh we're here to talk about what happened last in 2020 and um so maybe, you know, maybe start with you. Uh, how did you deal with the pandemic? How was it for you?
1: Uh, I think uh, for me personally, uh, kind of things worked out like uh, in my favor uh, in 2020, not 21, but like in 2020, because my mom was visiting me. She got stuck mm. in US because of the pandemic and that that that's how it worked for me. I had, I had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with her, uh, to actually know her like, at different this phase of our life so i was good and uh all my races got canceled nice. and that was kind of like initially i was like man like I, I had a momentum from past four five years and then like suddenly 2020 put a break to everything so i was like initially disappointed like just uh i think uh, four days before my uh bad water cape here a 50 mile run 51 mile run uh, they said like lockdown, I, I think they did March 17th was when they just like pulled the plug and then like they went for a lockdown and my race was on March 21st. I had all my tickets booked for like had like multiple races set up and I was a bit disappointed but I was like, you know, things happen for a reason chill out buddy and uh, you know, uh, enjoy mm-hmm. like the, this is what life is throwing at you better embrace it and try to find some good thing out of it so uh my mom visited me again and uh i ate and i gained quite a bit of weight but uh at the middle of 2020 i realized like that's too much it's uh i'm like basically draining all my fitness so i kind of like again like i tried i tried like it took me a while to actually get i mean I couldn't get into my rhythm until like October, November of uh, 2020. So it was, uh, wow. it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been training uh, solo uh, all these years. So isolation wasn't like hard for me. It's like uh, it felt like I have been training for mm-hmm. 2020 isolation. So it really didn't bother me. But uh, it's just that it was hard to hear different stories about how people are suffering. I mean, nobody was able to help, so yeah. I mean, I did my part of uh, going to work, doing, I was part of a critical essential infrastructure, San Diego airport, so you got to do what you got to do, and uh, I was doing my part, mm. and uh, trying to stay fit, or like, you know, at least hold on to the fort of my fitness, and uh, fitness port and uh, spend some time with my mom, that's that's all I did in 2020, but 21 was like that's completely nice. different. So, yeah. yeah,
0: no, that's nice actually. In a kind of a blessing in disguise that yeah. your mom was there and you were able to spend time with her. And yeah, uh, otherwise you would be racing out there and she would be at home, <laughs> most likely,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but it was good. Uh, I just, uh, you, you, I mean, like, uh, since I know you are an immigrant too, uh, when you come out of the country and then you don't. Even though you go and visit, like even if you have an opportunity to go and visit them in India, you actually really don't spend the quality time where you have like sit down, do nothing, don't hurry up, just actually have a conversation or just enjoy the food she cooks or like, you know, get a chance to critic on what she cooked earlier. If you go to India, it's like whatever, like when somebody cooks, you just like take it as, okay, this is what you get, eat it and you don't get. To that stage of critiquing somebody's food. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a good, cool thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, is she vegan too? I know you're a vegan. I was, I mean, like most of my 2020, uh, I mean, I took it as a challenge. Uh, I turned vegan in 2020, 2019 after my Ultraman Worlds in 2019. I turned vegan. And uh, I was vegan until she was there. Uh, and uh, she just cooked, uh, it's easy to cook vegan mm. food. Indian food is mostly vegan, just remove few things and that's it. Uh, so, and then, yeah, uh, the end of 2020 yeah. is when, like, I kind of, I became plegan. What's plegan? Plegan is flexible no. vegan.
0: Oh, flexible
1: <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> so, I mean, like, you're flexible as a vegan. <laughs> you eat vegan food and sometimes I i throw in some <laughs> seafood <laughs> i don't eat meat but <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> that's funny it's i almost thought because your mom was there you started eating biryani and you said let me be fleeing
1: <laughs> uh yeah no it's like I, I i i didn't eat biryani it's like i was eating mostly indian food but uh, it, it was a great experiment. The whole reason why I wanted to be vegan was to understand my body, how I'll perform as a plant-based athlete. So mostly, I mean, I'm still like mm. majority I'm like vegan, but I throw in some protein and that's what, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and,
0: I'm, I'm a flegan. I'm a vegan.
1: <laughs> yeah. We start our new trend. <laughs> I like that. That was good. What uh, about triathlons? I, I haven't signed up for Do you, any triathlons. you stop triathlons? I mean, like, I'm kind of, uh, uh, I'm shifting to running mostly and, like, biking. Uh, what I did is, uh, after January, I did my first virtual race, and that's uh, Badwater 267. So, I did 20 hmm. half marathons in 20 consecutive days, ran 267 miles and then uh wow. and uh i was like that's how like you know if i'm tr- i'm trying to train and uh uh you know lose my get back my fitness or uh, lose my extra weight it's not going to happen so i had to sign up for some race and badwater was like just in time and uh, i just did that and uh, and another thing i did in 21 was uh, i sold my car and uh, I sold my car and I mm. commute everywhere in San Diego on my bike instead of, uh, you know, uh, driving. Wow. So uh, that's the biggest uh, change. I mean, uh, even though I'm not vegan, I'm like more, uh, you know, uh, like working towards zero carbon. So that's I think that's mm. that's how I'm justifying becoming vegan.
0: So so wh- why did you give up on triathlon I mean I'm I'm just getting into triathlons now and no, I'm no, so uh, I, I didn't give uh, I'm up I'm wondering on why you're leaving
1: triathlons that's I, I'm not giving okay. up on triathlon I'm giving I'm uh, I'm actually uh trying to understand ultra running like uh, especially like uh, long distance running because mm. long distance running is like it's, okay. it's not easy uh, because uh swimming and biking Mm. puts less toll on you compared to uh running so now Mm. if you add like say your 52 mile run on the fourth third day of ultraman it's like really hard whereas uh, compared to 171 miles of uh, biking on day two so if you make like 100 mile running or like anything beyond 100 miles it's completely different i mean it gets like harder if you have time constraints. Yeah. So, you got to like a plan your nutrition and yeah, everything. Yeah. So, even like, you know, I was doing virtual race, it wasn't easy. Like, a recovering every day was like extremely hard. And mm. uh, I had to completely mm-hmm. reevaluate myself and understand like what I was doing as a triathlete. Now, I have to change everything as a runner so it's 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 completely the, the two different uh platforms yes i mean like ultraman like triathlons are hard enough uh i mean ultra running is like different trend like they it, it it's it like uh yeah. your body takes a lot of toll when you're doing ultra run
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah makes sense uh, it seems like you you're trying to explore something new for yourself because i've had uh, you know folks on the podcast who've just done the Kokodona 250, the Moab 240, you know, like running 240 miles for five days every day, like sleep for three hours, like mind blowing, you know, it's a different level of uh, endurance. So um, so I guess that's where you're headed, seems like.
1: Yeah, it's like, I just want to explore that part of the world. And uh, it's definitely rewarding, yeah. especially when you get into the trails and when you get into nature, it, it's, it's quite meditative and uh yeah uh, this is what like this is the old chain is saying uh uh if you want to get most out of your life don't uh travel the same path so uh, that's how like when i go running if mm-hmm. i if i run like uh in one direction i try to go take like get lost and then like trace my route back so that's how i i explore a new place
0: no i that's very well well said wisely said um You know, I've been running for all these years and I am now uh, getting into triathlons and I'm learning to swim. Like I know how to swim, but I'm now learning to swim better uh, so that I can swim in the open water. So I'm working on techniques and it's amazing. I'm loving it. You know, it's just a change. It's a new domain. I agree with you. It's just that you keep trying to conquer new, get new skills and train your brain for new muscle memory, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like uh, uh, swimming, like you there. I'm
1: sorry. Uh, swimming, like you know, it's it's an amazing sport, and uh, what you're doing is pretty awesome. Like it reminds me of my old days when I was like struggling to learn. I, I still have a lot to learn in swimming, but I understand where you are right now, and uh, mm. uh, the journey is quite amazing. And uh, the biggest uh, thing you need to know is it's not about learning how to swim; it's about unlearning what you thought was swimming mm-hmm. so that's that's the key yeah. and once you unlearn that then you can actually uh like you know learn the right way
0: so coming back to the present uh where you are and what you did in the pandemic i know you've been up to some cool events you you went to grand canyon you did some stuff there and and then your ultra right your first 100 miles so let's talk about that
1: yeah it's like i think it started like uh uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, uh, in uh, November, uh Thanksgiving Day in two thousand twenty, generally that's when I go and do an ultraman. That's when we have, and this in twenty twenty everything mm-hmm. was locked down, so I need to do something epic. So I decided to go and run from North Rim to South Rim of Grand Canyon. So I just uh, just over the weekend, I just like drove there, a car camp. And it snowed heavily that night. In the morning, it was like pure, like white, like all snow everywhere at North Rim. And I had my crampons and I started running like uh, first three miles in the snow. Uh, I I even saw some, I think, some wild cats. Probably it's a bobcat or some some big cat. So it's footsteps. But uh, I went down like after three, four miles, uh, then the You know, you drop in elevation and the snow cleared. That was beautiful. Like, uh, since it was uh, the pandemic time, there's pretty much no one. Entire Grand Canyon is for you when you're running. Like, the first, like, five, six miles, I was the only guy there. And then, like, I was just running in the morning, like, the beautiful sunrise. And uh, I just, like, I think it took me over seven, uh, seven hours, seven and a half hours to run from Uh, north rim to south rim so and it was hot i i I experienced all kinds of temperatures and uh, that's one of the bucket list item and i just went for it and i was like okay now uh this is the first test of whether i still have fitness or not so i wasn't fast but i was like decently fit to do that uh i thought of like going back from south rim to north rim the same day rim to rim to rim but uh by the time i reached uh uh, south rim it was almost three thirty-four in the afternoon and uh three or something so uh even if i go down like it will be kind of hard so i tried to get a hotel at the phantom ranch at the bottom i didn't get it so i had to just like uh, drop the plan and then just like find a ride and go back to uh north rim it was good. It was a great experience. And, uh, I went from there. I went and like explored some of that area, Bryce Canyon and everything and ran there. And, uh, and I traveled a bit. I did some car camping and, uh, uh got into 2021 and signed up for this, uh, Badwater 267 virtual race in January. They were supposed to run 267 miles in, uh, 31 days so i said like okay it's 2021 so i better do 2021 20, kilometers so i did like 20 half marathons in 20 consecutive days uh, on january 23rd uh, wow. i finished so yeah it's it's good like i, I kind of uh, recruited my fitness and then like i started looking into what next and uh, i saw another one like the same bad water uh, they did it for elite. That is, they have more Mm -hmm. strict rules. What that means is in virtual runs, uh, if you start, like uh, most -hmm. of the people were like, you know, they start the run and they're tired, they just pause the run. And then Mm -hmm. after like 20 minutes, they again run. So in, in virtual race elite in April, once you start, you can't stop and there is uh, okay. if you take a short breaks that will be counted as the whole thing so and also your the, everyone is will track you on strava and there are like more stringent rules so i mm-hmm. pretty much i it was a pretty good opportunity so you really push yourself as an endurance athlete in uh, bad water uh, uh, 267 elite so i did that okay. i did that in 13 days uh, pretty much i was doing 20 miles a day so and uh Mm -hmm. i finished on april 15th and i was like okay that's good i mean i got it (laughs) and uh uh, and then uh uh, i think after that uh, a week after that i started like hearing uh how like i mean like by then like it kind of uh everything was bad in india uh, it started mm-hmm. getting really worse with the second wave yeah. and uh, I i mean like it was uh, terrifying like I started uh, uh, like every time I call somebody they were telling me somebody or the other died and yeah, uh, the yeah. people I know uh, I grew up with and uh, they're no more and uh, some of my close mm-hmm. friends were in the hospitals and Can you hear me? Sorry to hear about that. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, it's like a lot of people were in like hospitals and uh, it was, uh, I mean, I couldn't sleep for a week or so because like every time like it's everything Mm. was flashing in front of you and uh, uh, you came here uh, as for your studies and for your future and what is that you're giving back and uh, it just Mm. like, it didn't feel right and for quite some time and just wanted to do do something or give something back to them and I didn't know how to help and it's just like uh, everybody was in helpless situation so it's it's kind of quite terrifying at that time and uh, yeah it's like uh, we went through uh, it's like uh, in US it hit like really bad in the beginning but at that time India was fine we didn't hear like a lot of deaths so like, be, coming from India, it's like, we really, like, were in a panic state or uh, for the entire 2020, all the way until, like, the first quarter of uh, 21. And then we yeah. thought, like, uh, in U.S., we are, like, kind of easing out. And now you see uh, everything blew up in India. So, and it's even, it's getting worse. So, for us, uh, it's, like, kind of, uh, we never rested. We are still in shock, or like, fighting that pandemic, like, even though not directly, but indirectly, uh, worried about our people back in India, and it's it's quite tasking uh, on everyone. Like you know, mm-hmm. I hear so many stories, and then like people here, I mean, it's like they don't see a purpose of uh, uh, coming here, and uh, you know, trying to find a new mm-hmm. life or whatever. So it's I don't know. You can get in deeper into that situation. It's it's uh, heart wrenching. Right
0: and 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 you um, you know you were also raising funds uh for this yeah. for that purpose to support right uh for supporting oxygen oxygen availability was a big issue and you were you were raising funds for that and you you also did the 100 miler as a part of that whole fundraising initiative isn't mm-hmm.
1: it yes uh, that was uh, it's like after my second badwater 267 virtual race i I went ahead. Uh, it's like I think uh, three, four weeks before. It's like end of April. I went ahead and signed up for uh, Keys Hundred Mile Run. So uh, I reached out to a lot of people how I can help or like if I can do anything. Uh, so uh, and one of my college mates, uh, Swati and uh, Swati Reddy. Uh, she. I mean, like, I worked with her mom before on raising funds back in 2017 for her organization called Aarti for Girls. So, uh, they said, like, they they formed a team of people where they identified the real problems. You can't, like, help everyone in India, but you can help the really needy people who really don't have any help. Her mom was, like, really instrumental in identifying, uh, a problem that is uh, in the remote part of uh, uh, India uh, uh, a place named Kadapa uh, their government hospital doesn't have uh, oxygen plant they get the cylinders and uh, they I mean at that time it was like really we had a shortage so the two things we needed like one is immediately get some oxygen concentrators so, that like uh, they don't get into uh, the stage where they need ICU care. And second, when you get to ICU, you need like those dedicated, like hospital grade oxygen supply. So, those are the two critical problems because of lack of oxygen, a lot of organs, or like people who are have COVID, their organs are failing and they're getting into complications. So, and especially in Kadapa. It's away from the urban area and uh, they don't have access. The entire region is dependent on that hospital and that do- hospital doesn't have uh, some infrastructure. So she identified this and a group of friends like came together and uh, everybody worked in different fields. So they brought in their expertise. One person started like bringing in, like collecting all the data and researching on different oxygen plans. There was a lot of brainstorming which went through. And, uh, and I was like, okay, this is what we can do. We have to be identified. Okay. If we can, uh, uh we can have a big goal, but like uh, the goal is like get a hundred oxygen concentrators and then like, uh, get, uh, an oxygen plant, which would uh, supply oxygen for hundred ICU beds. And after this pandemic, uh, that hospital will be self-sustaining. That was the whole idea. And then like What do we do with this 100 oxygen concentrators after the pandemic? There are a lot of uh, old age homes. We can donate it to them and that they will be of useful. So we thought about like a sustainable plan. And I was like, okay, this is a really good plan. So I was like, okay, uh, to raise, we need $160,000 to execute this one. So, and uh, I was like, okay, 100 oxygen concentrators, 100 100, plant for 100 ICU beds. I'm running 100 miles to raise that so this is my contribution so this is a campaign and like everyone like uh, everyone started working uh, from their ends and they contacted their alumni some of them iit and ims they contacted their alumni and uh, auntie as a as, a, as mom like she 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 had like a bureaucratic connection like where she worked for the government before so she cleared all the uh, Governmental approvals and everything. And so everybody worked in their region. So, and I was like, okay, I signed up for this 100 mile run and I had three more weeks to do it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I just like went ahead and uh, uh, called my friends uh, uh, who can crew me because crewing is really hard. Like, I crewed for a friend in 2018 he ran hundred miles and he did like really good. Like he won his master's division, uh, ran in like, say a sub 18 hours. So, but I, I was like, okay, having this person, uh, with me, uh, I mean like, you know, he knows me pretty well. We raced together back in, in Hawaii and world championships. So he knows me pretty well. And, uh, I know him pretty well. So it's a perfect combination. And I asked a couple of people and, uh, yeah, it's like there was one, one guy who said he can run like long distance. So I recruited him and just went with the flow and went with the purpose uh, to run 100 miles. Uh, going from California to Florida, where Florida was like, it has like intense heat, not over mm-hmm. 90 degrees, and the humidity is almost 100%. Mm-hmm. So body adjusting your body to that uh, hot weather and humidity was quite a challenge. But uh, the purpose was like so. so. So,
0: you you ran the 100 mile in 90 degrees and 100
1: degree, 100 uh, percentage humidity. Yes, it's pretty right. much like wow. That's now uh, I and mean, that's how the keys. Uh, I mean, like compared to 2018, it was like less miserable, but it was decently miserable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, uh, because uh, keys hundred is. So like, how, how did you? So go ahead.
0: How did you calibrate? Uh, because, you, you know, like you said, you, you, California is hardly humid, as, as humid as that. How did you calibrate in terms of, you must have lost a lot more fluids uh, in that humidity. How did you adjust So, in 100
1: miles? What I did was, uh, uh, when I did this, uh, it was Ramadan period. Uh, so, I know what uh, mm. Muslims do. Uh, like, you know, my friends, who, they used to fast. So I picked up like uh, three days in a week uh, to fast. And the, the way I fast, I mean, like the way they fast is like uh, they don't eat anything the entire day. They eat some breakfast before four o'clock and then they break the fast at around eight o'clock. So it's like a good like over 16 hours of fasting. And there are like different types of fasting. But uh, uh this uh, during Ramadan they don't even drink water, so well, that's a perfect way. I I I started fasting, and the way I fasted was uh, uh, at the end of before I break broke the fast, the last uh, one two hours I ran. After to end the fast, I ran five to ten miles, so my body didn't have any fluids, and I just. Uh, Uh, just like adapted to that, like, you know, uh, lack of, uh, water, but like you're still running five miles, 10 miles. And then like, you know, your body adapts to that heat. Like California is not that hot, but like, you know, you have to create your own, uh, uh, you know, conditions. And I ran like during when it is really hot, that's when I went and ran and uh, I didn't take water. So that's how like, you know, you adapt to that conditions. And it's all about uh, how you and you didn't fall,
0: say you didn't feel, and you didn't feel fatigued, and I mean dehydration symptoms, typical symptoms, flu-like symptoms. No, feeling tired, tight muscles. No, uh,
1: I mean during the race, uh, I had like a lot of. Uh, I went through. Uh, yes, there was like one uh, a section I really struggled was. It's called uh, Hell's Tunnel. I think it comes at around like say. 45th mile so basically it's like you have all these trees they're like a tunnel and then it's so hot like you will be running through an oven and i didn't calculate my distance i didn't carry my water so that's when like i kind of dehydrated and that's when i lost my momentum quite a bit and uh, it took me like a so so
0: my my question, yeah. So that's great, but my question was for from training perspective, right? Um, what you are saying that is you you're fasted and you're running ten miles under uh, having not had any water or any kind of fluids for like maybe six, seven, eight hours. Sixteen hours, and then you're going out running <clears throat> sixteen hours. Yeah. So and then you're going running five to ten miles. My question is, h- what happened? How did the body react? Because typically like in Houston if you go and run without hydration you're probably next day going to have some cramps you're going to have your muscles are going to be tight you know you're going to suffer right
1: did you go through that at all or no uh, when you were training uh, no? no i didn't go through any of that because it's see uh, the way i ran was like uh, like a mile from here there is uh, from my place there's like a san diego river trail so i was running any point of time It is like uh, crossing that like line where like I'll have to pay next day. That's when like I would stop, do the recovery walk and come back home. So you have to calculate here. The purpose is not running 10 miles. The purpose is adapting to the condition. So I just like went ahead and like I I was working on adaptation. So, yeah, uh, I I dodged that. Like, you know, I was very calculated. training approach
0: that's very interesting yeah that's fascinating yeah. actually
1: so yeah
0: so, yeah so coming back to the race itself yeah you you were saying you were talking about the race itself sorry i interrupted you there please continue
1: yeah it's like uh strategically uh i was like very we had some uh, adventure as well like you know uh i prepared all my nutrition like uh, in two big uh, one gallon jugs and uh i put it in the refrigerator and uh, we left the hotel without them (laughs) and it was like (laughs) it's an hour drive so we had like other uh, nutrition but like my main nutrition was like we left it back i was like my crew was like kind of oh man like what do we do now and i was doing my math uh I, like when I started, like uh, that face has changed where I was like, man, that's not how they put it. And then like after like say five, 10 miles, uh, I could, I was connecting the dots and I was doing this and then, okay, Boki, Boki doesn't put that expression. There's something that is bothering him. And then I started connecting. And when I asked certain kind of nutrition, they just gave me something else. Uh, like, you know, that's it's not the same consistency what I <laughs> prepared. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So I, I, I think after like a half marathon, I was like, Hey, I told them, uh, <laughs> they were giving me uh, fruits. I was like, hey, we forgot our nutrition back at the hotel. I was like, oh, man, like he, he came to know about this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I said, like, you yeah, listen, like going back there, it'll take an hour, coming back an hour. Uh, so, uh, give me these two bottles. I can run for another half marathon by the time I finished, uh, Finish my first marathon, or so. Like get to mile thirty, you should be back. Even if you get back by mile forty, I can take care of myself. I have some cash, so I'll just like buy some water here and there, and uh, I'll keep going. Just go, go. And they were hesitant; they didn't want to leave me. And I said, like, don't worry, because like uh, last thing you want is uh, worry about the nutrition at mile fifty or sixty. So just uh, they went back and uh, got the nutrition and it was perfect and but it's 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 how you okay you should not panic in those situations and uh, it's very hard like you know uh, it's so delicate uh, burke is a very experienced athlete and like amazing athlete he understands like what by telling this it can like uh, you know break you break the athlete at that time mm-hmm. or you don't know it's like so he was skeptical when yeah. I said that. Like he was trying to, no. It's like, but thing is, like he understood like where I'm coming. He worked with me in the past, so he knows me. And he just like uh, we were happy by the time like I got to mile thirty, and like we're again like back to our game plan. And the whole uh, race was like, okay, this is hot, and it gets even harder by midday. And uh, a lot of people were like doing like a nine-minute mile. When I started, there were guys like, they're just like cruising at nine, nine minute mile. I was like, uh, nobody was looking at their heart rate. I said, listen, a lot of people started being bled at mile 70 or 60. So, and it's, it's so hot. So, uh, I, I decided like I, even though I have energy or like, you know, I can do, I'm not going to heat, overheat. So I paced myself like, uh, kept my heart rate low and like iced myself all the way. And uh, I passed a lot of people after mile 60 or 70. And, and uh, I ended up doing a negative split of my last half marathon. Like I did like, I think two hour 35 wow. minutes or so, my last half marathon. Uh, just like I pushed myself in such a way that uh, I can do a sub 24 hours. Uh, I was like kind of giving up on like a sub 24 hours because like you know at I think mile 80 ish I was like okay I still have more than 12 hours to run like less than 20 miles so I was just lying down on the road on the side of the road and I was chilling and uh drinking taking my nutrition and everything and my friend like a bookie came listen you can still do sub 24 hours the only way you can do is if you start running it will be hard first 2 miles third mile will be hard fourth mile a fifth mile you continue running and you will be running and you'll finish running and he was absolutely right like he came in and told me the right thing at the right time and i i finished my 100 mile first 100 mile run in 23 hour 56 minutes 41 seconds that is like i had 3 minutes to spare for my 24 hours so it's like it's just last uh, it was amazing and i just it just uh, i felt really good uh and the biggest thing is like when i finished the race then uh, that evening when we talked to the team who were doing working on this uh, pandemic relief in india We 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 already shipped 140 oxygen concentrators, and our uh, uh, fundraising instead of 160, we went to three 321 21 thousand dollars, and we changed all our efforts like up our efforts to, uh, instead of 100 uh, uh beds, now it's at 260 beds two plants we got to getting two plants and so 260 beds and still had some money i was talking to my friend this month uh, last night and uh, and we had extra funds we thought like okay let's continue this hundred goal and they said like we'll identify 100 orphans whose parents are like somebody died and they're orphan kids so let's help orphan kids uh, it's not like just girl or boy any kid uh, because they go through a lot when Uh, especially helplessness situation is at peak so uh, we're doing we've aimed at hundred but like we identified as of yesterday there were around 291 orphan kids we identified and uh, they'll be taking care of them so it's uh, it's going good Uh, it's it's definitely my hundred miler is definitely came in handy my profession and my passion uh, finally found its purpose so I, I felt good about it because, being, awesome. yeah, being an architect or like having an engineering back uh, architecture background, it just definitely be able to put things into perspective and then like see how I, my endurance can raise some funds. I mean, like it's not me; it's like other other friends, people like they reached out to their alumni and they were like people who are dropping like ten thousand dollars stuff like that. So it was quite amazing to see to raise like uh, three hundred twenty two weeks yep
0: amazing that's great uh, Manmad um, you know um, very fascinating to see you uh, pivot into the world of ultras and obviously for somebody like you um, I'm sure you're going to push boundaries yeah, knowing you uh, you're going to be doing some very cool stuff in the coming months and years and also very touching that you could combine your first uh, hundred hundred-miler with something larger and contribute to a crisis that was happening in India. So fascinating. Um, so Manfred, we're kind of coming to wrap up in this conversation. It was a pleasure having you in the show again. Uh, as always you are pushing envelope, trying new things. Someone who's been a ultra man is now getting into ultra running. Um, just shows to uh, say how important it is to keep reinventing and uh, creating new you know projects for oneself so thanks for sharing your journey here
1: thank you santosh for this uh, opportunity to talk about my adventures and it's uh, it's an honor to be on your podcast and i really enjoy talking to you a lot which it's, it's a great way of like sharing my experiences where you can spread my experiences and a lot of other great athletes, uh, endurance athletes, uh, journey to most of the people. And Thank you for inspiring and uh, creating this platform to inspire everyone.
0: I'll uh, let you go and have a rest of the uh, afternoon. Have a wonderful uh, rest of the journey in ultra running and we'll keep tracking you. Have a good one.